I don't know if you follow the markets on a daily basis, but if you do, (laughs) this was quite a week. Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast for Saturday, November 5th. Let's do the MMACycles.com newsletter from the guy that's been writing these since the early 1980s, Ray Merriman, the Dean of Financial Astrology and has given us permission to read this newsletter and make a few comments on it. Thank you, Ray. Let's dive in. It was quite a week. Here are a couple of news headlines. First of all, one from foxbusiness.com yesterday, November 4th. That was the big second big announcement this week. Employers added 261,000 non-farm jobs, more than expected, and in line with the previous month's 263,000. The unemployment rate edged higher to 3.7%, up from 3.5% in September. Hourly pay remained brisk at 4.7% year-over-year, matching September. And then this from RiskHedge.com on Thursday, November 3rd. Since 1942, there have been 20 midterm elections. U.S. stocks climbed higher in the next 12 months after every Single one. Now the newsletter. We're now back to the state of five retrograde planets following the turn of Mars to retrograde on October 30th. This on top of the potent T-square between Sun-Venus in Scorpio, opposing Uranus in Taurus, squaring Saturn in Aquarius. We talked about this on Thursday's episode. Big Aspect. That window is November 5th through 11th, so it's now in its orb of influence. And this is in addition to the lunar eclipse on November 8th, Tuesday, right? And the full moon, of course. This is right in the middle of the T-square, and also the date of the U.S. midterm elections. The good news is that the geocosmic hurricane tsunami season for financial markets and geopolitics ends after this. Can I have an amen? (laughs) For now, financial markets are starting off every bit as wild as these cosmic signatures suggested they would. On Wednesday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average hit 33,071. That's its highest level since August 26th and up over 4,400 points since the yearly low of just three weeks ago. But by the next day, Thursday, October 3rd, it had dropped to 31,727, a swing of 1,344 points in one day. Then yesterday, Friday, back up over 400 points. Makes one wonder what will happen now that both Venus and the Sun will oppose Uranus November 5th through 9th with Saturn square to each through the 11th. The pattern was similar in many world indices. That is, most have rallied since their yearly lows of September 28th to October 3rd, or October 13th, to highs last week, followed by quick, sharp declines into Thursday and a rally on Friday. In Europe, the rally into Friday was most significant for the German DAX and London FTSE, which soared to their highest levels since September 13th and 14th. In the newsletter at MMACycles.com, which is free right up at the top, it says free weekly forecast, 
There's a wrap-up of other markets around the world that I'm going to let you read if you would like. I would like to skip over and address the metals, though, particularly because this is really Ray's expertise. There was greater excitement in the precious metals this past week. Gold fell to a new yearly low of 1618 on Thursday, but by Friday it was back up over 1680 to the highest price in three weeks. Silver fell to 1880 on Thursday, well above its recent lows, then blasted off on Friday to a high of 2096. This fits well with our forecast based on cycle studies, which suggests that we could see $30 silver soon if the level of 2150 can be exceeded. You crypto folks, Bitcoin and Ethereum are showing renewed life as well. Both rallied to their highest prices since September 13th. If they can avoid a major sell-off this coming week, both may be in the early stages of a new bullish run. Now, with Jupiter returning to Pisces on October 28th, crude oil is also rising smartly, soaring to a new multi-week high of 92.87 on Friday, making President Biden's quote-unquote trade of drawing down the Strategic Petroleum Reserves, when the price was low in the 80s, to their lowest price since the 1980s, and then publicly announcing he would buy back at $70 to $75, a questionable decision involving national security and speculative use of taxpayers' money for possible political reasons. The timing appears to be an unsuccessful and costly attempt to drive down oil prices going into the midterm elections. Why would he announce his trading plan publicly at the time? Or, and the trading plan is in quotes, by the way. Or at any time in a matter related to national security. I'd like to pause here and applaud Ray for that paragraph. Growing up in Oklahoma and having a grandfather who was in the energy arena... It is something that at least I have watched with interest. There are many things going on in our country right now, obviously. But I think at the end of the day, this one is one of the most serious for our overall well-being and security. And if you don't think that I'm not favorable to the environment, I live in the Smoky Mountains. And protecting this beautiful earth is one of my priorities. And also... Our entire existence, everything from pharmaceuticals to the plastic that is everywhere in your life to your freedom to move around openly, freely. How did you like those COVID lockdowns? Well, the trend that we're on, we may be into a forced one because either you can't get gas or it's too high to buy. And let's don't talk about our European friends with winter right around the corner. That's all I'm going to say on it, but we do have two very distinct perspectives on that in our country. And if policies don't change very quickly, I am concerned for our energy future. And that begins the next section of the newsletter, the short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts with a couple of quotes from news articles regarding energy. The first from Reuters, this was on November 1st, headline says, Biden calls on oil and gas companies to stop war profiteering, threatens windfall tax. The quote, 
The oil industry has not met its commitment to invest in America and support the American people, Biden said. They're not just making a fair return, he said. They're making profits so high it's hard to believe. I think it's outrageous. If they passed those profits on to consumers, gasoline prices would be down about 50 cents. Then this from CNN.com on November 1st, this headline entitled, Biden's oil windfall tax would backfire, warns Larry Summers. He says, I'm not sure I understand the argument for a windfall profits tax on energy companies, Summers said on Twitter Tuesday morning. If you reduce profitability, you will discourage investment, which is the opposite of our objective. And then this from November 2nd from the Wall Street Journal, Energy Policy for Dummies says the windfall profits proposal repudiates everything Mr. Biden said about wanting lower energy prices. Before we go to this next paragraph, my dad was a stockbroker for 50 years. He watched the modern pharmaceutical industry expand and grow into what it is today. Now, again, not advocating what you might think about that particular industry. I mean, right now it's keeping my heart beating. And so on the one hand, I'm thankful for it. And on the other, I realize that there are issues. But my dad said this, that as he watched those companies grow over 30 or 40 years of the prime of his career, he realized how much of the money that they charged for those drugs got put back into R&D, research and development. All of the energy fuel sources that we use to live our lives have become more and more expensive to extract. This is a difficult conversation because on the one hand, yes, they are making too much money. On the other hand, it's going to take a lot in order to maintain our... You could throw in the towel, but you better go buy a bicycle because there won't be any around when everybody goes to the bike shop because you can't drive anywhere. And I see that we are on a train headed to a brick wall here. So, And that's really what Ray says next. He says, we're not big fans of fossil fuel drilling and oil companies making huge profits at a time that inflation is affecting large segments of the population. But we are concerned about the existential threat involved in national security with Jupiter set to return to Aries in mid-December. Therefore, we still need to produce oil and gas while at the same time continuing to grow the alternative and renewable energy markets, just as the state of Oklahoma is doing, as reported in Oklahoma's Energy Balancing Act by Alex Irwin Hunt at FDIintelligence.com, dated September 23rd. You could hit rewind and catch the name of that article if you'd like to look it up. Our focus in this column pertains to the education of geocosmic signatures related to movements in financial markets. In this case, rising energy prices correlate with the return of Jupiter into Pisces. Date range, October 28th through December 20th, 2022. And just one final note from me on this topic. Rising or falling energy prices ripple through the entire economy. Now, for the week ahead, we have the lunar eclipse in Taurus with the sun in Scorpio on Tuesday. A lunar eclipse is when the shadow of the earth blocks out the view of the moon. 
the earth is in between sun and moon. This makes it a special full moon in the sense that the opposition implied by the full moon is intensified. In the study of astrology, it's a time of conflict, which can be transitioned into a period of heightened awareness. The challenge is to resolve the conflict, whatever it is, between past, moon, emotions, and future, vitality, sun. In other words, you can't advance cleanly into the future as wished until the emotional issues of the past, sometimes referred to as karma, are confronted and resolved. Once resolved, a big weight is removed and a lightness of being is created in relationships. With the lunar eclipse in Taurus, people want security, stability, comfort, and safety. The moon is exalted in Taurus, but the sun in Scorpio likes to court danger and taboo. While the moon in Taurus is also conjoined with Uranus, the moon is not likely to get its wish for comfort and safety through diplomacy or just being nice. For Uranus is the planet of disruption, disagreement, refusal to acquiesce, and often the result of an urge to get attention if even via shock. Thus, we need to be prepared for a shock of some sort, whether in the geopolitical or financial realm, or via nature. Also, the time frame in which a lunar eclipse is operative seems to be about three weeks before and after the actual cosmic event, although the peak of energy, of course, is during the moment of the event itself. Once the eclipse period is over, there are no further disruptions by Uranus until the last few days of December when Jupiter returns to Aries, December 20th, and forms its last of three semi-squares to Uranus on December 23rd and 24th. Merry Christmas. The most recent semi-square to Uranus, that Merry Christmas was mine. <laughs> the most recent semi-square to Uranus was on September 28th, which was near the end of the last stock market plunge to their yearly lows. But relax, third passages are not usually as strong as the first two. The future looks brighter and a little more stable in 2023, especially after mid-May. And Ray covers that in detail in the forthcoming 2023 forecast book, which I have already purchased, but you can check that out on the MMACycles.com website. That's the conclusion to the newsletter. I've offered the thoughts I'm going to on the energy sector. I would say that my perspective on it is watching with great concern. As far as the market, we obviously have the next big hurdle on Tuesday, not only the eclipse, but also the election and whatever happens after that. Mostly, the markets don't like uncertainty. So obviously we could have more disruption if there is uncertainty in the aftermath of this election. Personally, I am hoping and praying for a good outcome. I wish I had more faith in my prayers. <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm trying. You guys have a great day. We have a big week ahead with this eclipse and the election. What we talked about on Thursday is still in play, and it has been amazingly huge for me personally. So I hope that you are basking in this energy. 
If you don't know what I'm talking about, check Thursday's episode. We'll see you back on Monday. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Thank you.